All right. What is up, fellow watchers of football? We're back. And, you know, this is an exciting week, um, you know, because what some would say is, uh, is big boy football. Others call it the SEC. Whatever you call it, we're back. And we're here to talk about and break down some of the games. Uh, we'll get into game recaps from Clemson and Georgia Tech this weekend. So you, you want to take this one first since you actually have something to talk about? Uh, yeah, I, not if I, I want to talk about it, but uh, kind of disappointed. There's I, I, another week of moving the ball really well inside, inside the 20s. Uh, I think we were one for three in the first quarter in the red zone. Scored the first drive. I think it was like two plays after a long return from Jameer. Uh, that's frustrating. Uh, five turnovers, a turnover on downs, and then a failed onside kick, which was, in my opinion, pretty stupid coming out of the half. I, it, it, at one point, fourth quarter, 12 minutes to go, it was a 21-28 ball game. Uh, one possession we needed to stop. Got out of hand really fast after that, so uh, kind of let things go towards the end, which is kind of disappointing. Score makes it look like a real blowout, but shout out to Dylan Gabriel because, I mean, he chunked that thing all over the place. Um, it went crazy. Yeah, there's no stopping that. And then on defense, we didn't, you know, play the run like we, we can. So, I think that was another disappointing piece. But overall, just got to take care of the ball. It was nice to see someone out there like Jameer going off because that man's going to be a problem when it comes to covering he's already out a problem. of the backfield. Yeah, he's, he's a beast. So He's a problem. Excited about that. But other than that, man, the penalties were a little bit better. <clears throat> But also, it was an awful officiating crew, but I won't divulge. Yeah, we don't, we don't have to go much. there. <laughs> yeah, we got to go there. But uh, well, other thing is, it's frustrating to watch that offense go so fast. Oh, my God, dude. They were like – that's when you think about, you know, when Oregon first got good and they were just going crazy NASCAR speed. Like, that's dude, what they look like. They're the faster than half, that. They're faster than that, though. They're gone. Yeah, they had some burners. They're, and that's how their whole team is. Like, they're, all their skill positions – just small, fast, like yeah, they're built and, for that. And Gabriel's just on the money with those throws. I mean, the ball's out of his hand in no time, and it ends up being on the money. And yeah. that was credit to them. I mean, we needed a stop, and we didn't get one when it was 21-28, one possession ball game. So, I feel yeah. like we, we could have easily scored over 30 points. We just get into the red zone and just give it away. So, got to stop yeah. that. Got to stop the that. Only the only thing I really have to say is picking last week. I I mean, behind Mackenzie Milton, I never really never really followed that last year. I don't know if UCF was any good. I don't remember what they did, but it wasn't Mackenzie Milton, obviously. So it's kind of like I didn't know who their quarterback was. And at halftime I was like, dude, this this joker's balling. Yeah. Like he He reminded me of another Tua, just like a poor. Yeah, that's Tua, what I was about to, to say. It's just like a little little lefty. Yeah, he's he's good inside the pocket, and he's he's kind of like Tua, where when he throws the ball, it just it's just got it. It looks different. I guess it's because he's a lefty, but he's, he's got, got a lot touch. of zip on the ball. Yeah, yeah. he, he can threw make it in a throws. lot of tight windows. We were there. Yeah. We just didn't make a play on it. And credit to them. I mean, they made the play, but it was really frustrating to see. There were a lot of throws that could have been contested a lot better. I mean, the guy turns around and it's in his hands, and next thing you know, yeah, in that down, first. So. One of those first touchdowns in the yeah, corner. I think it was. I think it was the. He threw it on a rope, and I think it was the third one. Yeah, yeah right, right behind the DB. Turned the wrong way. I yeah, mean. it's just like if you're, it's a great play. It's a hell of a throw, but it's yeah. not the throw that you want, right? Ideally, 
So I, mean, I don't know. He looked good though. That was him and him and Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, I think that was he, the two takeaways from the game. Yeah, I'm excited about Jameer. I mean, that opening kickoff when he took that, I was like, okay. I thought he was gone. I thought he was too. I thought he was out of there. Dante Smith couldn't catch up to that one. That guy was tracking him down. Dante Smith couldn't catch up and get him a block, but I'll take it, man. He made some cuts on that thing and just took it. So, that was fun to watch. What do you all think about uh, UCF yep. this year? Natty Bound, baby? No. <laughs> I mean, no, dude, we had, no, some awful, there. we had some awful F, uh, UCF fans around us at the game. They were talking about how they would go 10-2 and two in the SEC and make the playoffs and all the – and I'm just like, dude, you're playing a team – you're playing a team that we're at our floor right now in Power 5 football. We are at our floor. I mean, we're not anywhere near our ceiling. Y'all are at y'all's ceiling pretty much. I mean, you're never going to be a Power 5 team, in my opinion. I don't, I don't think there's a conference out there that would take them if the opportunity comes around anytime soon. ACC could use them. Yeah, but I just – I think they're at their – I mean, they rely on transfers, which nothing wrong with that, but, I mean, their squad is all transfers – Juco guys, but I just I'm like y'all are at y'all ceiling. They're like we don't get any respect. Blah blah. I'm like yeah, you beat five power five power five teams since 2017, but you also lost to Pitt last year. They don't, right. and, but they, they don't want to talk about that one. Like as soon as you yeah. bring that up, they're like, well, we don't talk about last year's Pitt game. I'm like, <laughs> if they if they played, you know, bigger schools throughout the regular season, they definitely have a fight for the playoff spot. If, if you games, if they play but, a team that's got a solid front four where they cannot run the ball like they did. They could not play. Pitt has a, had a good front four last year. They couldn't move the ball. They were, they were off schedule. They weren't fast. That offense wasn't, wasn't rolling like it was, but I mean, we ran a three, three, five cause we had four defensive linemen out. So, I mean, I'm curious to see them. I don't know if they play SMU in the American Who's their, uh, the quarterback from Texas? Uh, yeah, Shane Bouchelle. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. putting he, up stupid numbers again. So, it's too. like SMU is yeah. going to give up a lot of points. But that could be – that could like you know how Memphis and UCF have had some games in the past where it's like, okay, these, these are actually two really good teams? Yeah. I feel like SMU might can give them that. It'll be a straight Big 12 shootout, but yeah, it'll be a good game, I think. I, I don't think that's like a McKenzie – I mean – I don't know. I say that Mackenzie Milton was also really mobile and could get out of the pocket. He, I thought yeah. he was a pretty, pretty good quarterback. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, Dylan's just, he's really good too. And he's just not the mobile quarterback that Mackenzie was prior to that. No, but they got some receivers though. They got yeah. some dudes that can go get us. So, I mean, yeah, we'll they do. All right. <laughs> so if you want to move on to the uh, Clemson one that probably yeah. was over before it started. <clears throat> pretty much. I mean, Keep it short and sweet. Really, two things you want to do when you play somebody FCS or well beneath you, you just you just want to beat them early, get out of there, get your starters out. Nobody gets hurt. So I mean, I felt like we did a good job of that. It was it was like thirty five nothing at the end of the first quarter. Scored defensively. It was it was ugly. So we got we got a DJ in there early. Um, a lot of the the freshmen on defense played a ton of snaps in the second half. Just second team offensive line. That's what the coaches, Dabo especially, keeps going back to. He's like, that's the one area where we're weak. Just starts to worry at this point. Got to get everybody healthy over the bye week. Um, we really can't afford to have first-team offensive linemen going out. We're going we're gonna to go where we want to go. So, I mean, it's one of those things where the ones look really good. I think Trevor's got like seven incompletions on the year. 
three or drops, two of the three drops from the end zone. So, I mean, Rash. I mean, we hadn't played anybody, but it's a stark contrast how he started last season when, you know, competition was probably similar with Tech on a Thursday night, open the season. You don't really know what you're going to get there. And then week two, we got A&M, and he didn't look great. So, I mean, didn't he throw? Just, just sort of seeing that. Do what? Didn't he throw um, like eight picks in the first seven games or something like that? Yeah, the first half first. of the season was when he had all of his picks. He hasn't yeah. thrown interceptions in like week six or week seven of last year since Louisville. So, I mean. That's crazy. That's good. Dude, he made some throws. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's I mean, I know it's Citadel, but he made some yeah. throws in that game that <clears throat> it's are, the guy's easy. not open, but he he's open when Trevor's your quarterback. Made yeah. look easy. Yeah. I mean, he threw it 44 <clears throat> yards to Omari in the back of the end zone. Like that's that's a 44 yards from you know the line of scrimmage to the goal line. That doesn't count the 10 yards he threw six in the yards end zone. Deep. Yeah, or the six or eight yards behind the line he was. I mean, dude, that's a that's a bomb, yeah. and it's right on the money. And the other one, the Frank Lats, and that one went 54. He hit him at like the 10 or 12. So, I mean, he's he's out there airing it out. Um, other thing about getting guys healthy, Joe Ngata. Didn't see any Joe Ngata Saturday. Probably, probably COVID. No, tweaked a uh, tweaked an ab, something in his – some core muscle. I don't know if it was during warm-ups at the very beginning of the game. They said he played, I think, one series. They got him out of there. So, hmm. Tyler Davis has been hurt starting defensive tackle. He got hurt against Wake. He'll probably be back after the bye. Um, we have Virginia. What week uh, is y'all's bye? This, this weekend? Yeah, we're on a bye this week. Uh, so we'll be back the third against Virginia. Um, we'll get Justin Foster back, who's starting defensive end, as if our defensive line needed some help. We'll get Mario Goodrich back. He'll probably be our third corner, maybe moving some nickel. We'll see. He'll come back from COVID. Another receiver, Brandon Spector, he played week one. He didn't play – he didn't. He was he was scratched on Saturday. They never said why he wasn't in. He was on the sideline, so it wasn't COVID. He wasn't in like a boot or anything. So kind of tough to tell what he's dealing with. But that's about it. You beat him handily. Everybody's healthy. Use the bye week. We'll come back out for Virginia. Then we got Miami on the tenth. That's going to be a good one. That could be a that could be a big game if Miami wins on game day again this week. Um, it keeps going. So we'll see. That could be a good one though. Yeah, it was a so, it was a slaughter. The Citadel, the, those poor guys. Yeah, I mean, they got paid. Though. It is what it is. Yeah, not as much as they would have. Yeah, I was about, about saying not, not as much. Did y'all see uh, how Dabo tried to offer him ten minute quarters or running clock after halftime? Yeah, they, they said no. It. Yeah, and I mean, then they came out in the second half and, and played their ass off. Dabo wouldn't do that. Uh, well. <laughs> That's so disrespectful, though. Austin P. Austin P. <laughs> agreed to it with Pitt because they got beat so bad. Yeah, they played ten minute quarters. Citadel's a different breed, though. It's a tough look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, we can go into game previews. Uh, Davini, what you got to the Georgia Arkansas game? Um, the dogs are back. The dogs are back, baby. <laughs> and it's week yeah. one of SEC play. The Best time of the dogs. year coming up. Big dogs are coming out. It just means more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's what we were looking for. It just means more. It just means more. Yeah. Nothing South else means anything conference. now. It means so much more. Um, 
But no, I'm excited uh, just to see the guys play because it's been a long time. You know, Arkansas, they only won two games last year. They went two and ten. They got eight starters coming back on offense, uh, six coming back on defense. Um, actually got the grad transfer, Felipe Franks from Florida. And now him as a starter, right? Yep. He, they announced him as a starter uh, this week. Um, so that'll be interesting. You know, he's pretty – He's pretty decent quarterback. You know, he's not terrible. He started 24 games for the Gators, so, you know. Um, very gotta, inconsistently. Yeah, he wasn't – he never showed out, but he definitely underperformed some games. Um, and their running back, Rakeem Boyd, uh, watch out for him too. He's pretty – he's a pretty good back. He rushed for almost 1,200 yards last year. Only had 200-yard games against SEC opponents, though. Um, I don't know about their offensive line, but Sam, Sam Pittman, Pittman might get that together before the season ends. You know, he's a great coach, and I'm I'm excited to see how he does at Arkansas as well. They have a linebacker. Um, I think his last name is uh, Bumper or something like that. Uh, I think he had like a true linebacker name. Yeah, it's something. It's a it's a cool name, but. Um, I might have to double check that. I forgot the name of it. But uh, he had, had 94 tackles last year. He's going to be their leader on defense. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a complete slaughter. <clears throat> no, I think they'll go toe-to-toe because Sam kind of kind of knows how Kirby's going to play, you know, play with him for four years. So, um, Coach. Yeah, that's a, I didn't think about that aspect of it. That's true. Yeah. Um, but from Georgia's standpoint, you know, uh, they still haven't announced – starting QB yet, but I think everybody knows it's going to be Dewan at this point. He's They say he's looking good. Um, he's come a long way, so that's why the team rallies around him a lot because he's been through a lot, and he's still one of the hardest workers on the team. I'm excited to see him get to play because I'm – How confident I'm, are you? I mean, just <laughs> – I've never seen him play. I never, I've never even watched his tape besides last week. I had to – me and Jacob were talking uh, the other night about him, and I was like, dang, I've never seen him actually play a football game. So I went back and looked at some of his tape in high school, and, you know, he looks he looks like an athlete at quarterback, you know. I mean, he's – and he didn't have the best throw mechanics at the time, you know. But, I mean, you're in high school, you know, that develops when you're in college. But, they, I mean, they say he's looking good and he's busting his butt. And if he's in the competition, then that means something, so – but I also expect to see a little bit of uh, Carson Beck if the game gets out of hand. I want to see him throw the ball, see how, see if he's going to live up to the hype or not. What about Stetson? You want to see your man Stetson? <laughs> and I, I, I do love watching Stetson coming at the end of the game just because he's just, you know, that guy that's not the most athletic on the field. But Does he remind you of you, Davini? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, if I was – in college football, you know, I'd probably say, yeah. That'd be you? That'd be, that'd okay. be me if I played if I a D1 athlete. Hot take of the, the podcast. Yeah, there. I'd come in you would, yeah, with one minute left in the game and hand it off to a 6'2 running back, you know. Yeah, Davini equals Stetson Bennett. Yeah. yeah. Mailman. But, so, yeah. what's, what's stopping you from making a comeback? You got you got eligibility left, dude. Dude, I got I got four years. You got four years? Your clock got, ain't even started, got, dog. I, I got technically I got redshirted, so yeah, he's a redshirt athlete. 
<laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm glad to see the dogs play. All right, Jacob, you got it. All right. Um, I guess I'll go over a little little news and notes um, from South Carolina before I go into the game. Um, Jalen Brooks transfer uh, wide receiver from Wingate. His waiver got denied. Carolina appealed it, so we'll see how that how that hap- how that works out. Um, how long is it going to take? Do we know? No, no idea. I mean, with the NCAA, it's you, you, it could be probably, week, probably it could be week eleven. They'll be like, "Hey, yeah, he can play." Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, I we just, actually forgot about this, but yeah, he's cool. I just don't really, I don't really get it. I mean, he transferred from Wingate to Tarleton State, so he transferred to another school, and then immediately he never played for them. Immediately he transferred to South Carolina, so maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous to me that in a year where eligibility like is basically like, free. Yeah, I mean, like you don't lose a year of eligibility anyways. I don't know yeah, why they would stupid. reject somebody. Um, next thing, the depth charts for game one dropped. I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised about the wide receiver depth. Three freshmen backing up each of the positions. The carry on joiner starting alongside Xavier Leggett and Shai Smith, which isn't, I mean – Without Jalen Brooks, that's not very surprising. But I mean, my question is, where where did Josh Fan go? He was the guy that that started some last year, and then he's not even on the two deep. Like, did he get beat out by three freshmen? One that is a quarterback. I mean, that's that doesn't. Is he in, is he in trouble or something? I mean, yeah. I mean, not, I not I don't I know, know how y'all's program rolls, but if it's an injury or something, it may just not be reported, and he's not on the two deep. So. Is it COVID? Could be anything. Could be. positive. Yeah. yeah, it could be. It could be because they, they don't come out with that stuff. Um, it could be y'all pulling the switcheroo on Tennessee, though. Could be. Um, <laughs> the another secret thing. weapon. <laughs> Him and Jalen Brooks both, they come into play. That would, that would be nice. But uh, another thing, the right tackle position hasn't been locked down yet. But I think we have some solid guys there. So whoever does start is going to be good. Um, the defense was pretty – as to be expected, <clears throat> I was surprised to see the freshman Tonka Hemingway in, in the two deep for D-end. But then again, we have been hearing a lot of good stuff about him at, during camp. Um, and then getting into the Tennessee game, uh, I think Tennessee's going to be good. Um, haven't bought into all the hype that's around them quite yet. I mean, they beat South Carolina last year, but – They all pretty good, didn't they? When about like yeah, they, yeah, they beat us 41-21. But I mean, it was a close game till midway into the third quarter, and then they just they yeah. just kind of took over. Um, but the biggest thing from that game is that their wide receivers, Juwan Jennings and Marquez Callaway, just I mean, they're the ones that beat us. That like we couldn't cover them. Our our secondary had the worst game of the season. But didn't didn't Jennings and Callaway get drafted? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, so, they yeah. So that's so that's what I was about to about to talk about. I don't know. I don't know. I think Juwan Jennings got drafted. I'm not sure about Callaway. Um, but they're gone now, so there's two really big offensive threats that they lost. Um, so I think I think South Carolina's secondary is good enough to hold down their passing game, um, at least a little bit, because Jared Garantato is not a very uh, not a very consistent quarterback. Uh, so I think our secondary can can kind of shut down the the passing game for the most part. But they're going to be able to run the ball. They have a really good offensive line. They got just big boys all across that thing, especially with Cade Mays' waiver getting approved. So they're going to be able to run the ball. Hopefully we can, you know, with our with our secondary being good, 
we can kind of sit in a 4-3 defense to stack the box a little bit more against that. But the key to the game for South Carolina is we're going to have to run the ball. I mean, that's just – that's that's the bottom line. We're going to have to run the ball because Colin Hill, just I don't know – I don't know what he's going to be able to do. Our wide receiver depth is not experienced at all. So, it's going to be a really interesting game. How many, um, how many guys do they have uh, <clears throat> returning on defense starting-wise? Do you know? Oh, man. I, I, didn't, um, I didn't look at it. Um, I know they lost. They lost their lead tackler. Their linebacker, right? Yeah, linebacker, Daniel Batuli. I think they got. I think they have two people coming back in the secondary. They got. I think they have three. The so they've. Three. They Bryce Bryce Thompson, yeah. um, Alante Taylor, which they, they came in together and they've they've played together throughout. So they're they're a pretty good duo. Theo Jack started last year, but yeah, I mean their defense is going to be good. They have linebacker. Uh, Toe toe, that kid's good. Kovaris, <laughs> and then Kovaris Crouch, he's good. So I mean, their defense is gonna be pretty good. We're just gonna have to, I mean, we're just gonna have to come out and and beat them in the trenches. Really, we're gonna have to run the ball, establish a run, and then hopefully let Colin Hill use some play action to hit some guys. So we'll see. Have they um, said who their starter is? Is it gonna be Garantano? Yeah. Okay. And I, that's what I was just about to say. I, I think Tennessee was Harrison just, Bailey involved. Uh, he he's battling for the backup job. Okay, so no, not really involved to be starter. I just think they're another one of those teams that's like you know they've got guys and they're good. They're just limited by their quarterback play, and I think Garantano is what he is. So just look at the bowl game against Indiana. I mean, Garantano he wasn't getting it done. They brought in um, can't think of his name, Mauer. That's it. Um, so he was he came in and I'm not gonna say he saved the game, but he was he was the quarterback for most of the end of that game against Indiana, but he made some good throws. But like y'all said, Garantano is just it's a mixed bag. You don't know what you're gonna get week to week. Yeah. I mean if he's proven anything, it's that he's inconsistent. So it reminded me of Felipe a little bit. I might Felipe is probably better. But yeah, to go on the the, the whole hype train that they have behind them right now I mean they're on a winning streak right now after beating Carolina they went they beat UAB they beat Kentucky in a really close game they beat Missouri in a really close game they beat Vandy as everyone should and then as Sam was talking about they beat Indiana in the Gator Bowl but I mean they didn't look barely they didn't look like a a super put together team during any of those games necessarily it's a five game win streak from last season well, and you gotta you gotta look at their, their well, six front, six their with front, Carolina. Their front stretch okay. of last season was rough. Yeah, they lost the home opener to Georgia State by eight yep. points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, lost in overtime uh, to BYU. I mean, that was ugly. Yeah, clock management was terrible in that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's gonna be a really interesting game. I'm very excited to watch it. Um, I mean, too. What time game of the week? Seven thirty. Eight o'clock. Seven thirty. The old night game. At I'm really, excited really to see game. a plethora of conferences playing this week. Yep, yep. Get yep. tired of watching the Big Twelve. <laughs> and it's and it's conference games too. Oh ah, yeah, there's there's I'm no there's no more. there's no cheapies this year really, unless yeah. you're Clemson playing Citadel. Yeah, or everyone else on the schedule. Facts. <laughs> I mean, all right. I, I don't before really see before we get into all that, I, I'll save but. I'll save that for my minute. Before before we get into all that, we'll get you can only play who's on your schedule. We will go to Sid to break down the upcoming tech game. 
Yeah, so uh, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of their game this past weekend. Uh, I mean, the I watched like a little condensed game and stuff, and watched some some uh, or read some reports of it. And really, uh, the score apparently the score doesn't really show. You know, Pitt pretty much dominated them. I don't think Syracuse really has a whole lot of just threats. And uh, I'm not sure if we're getting Tommy DeVito this week or. Uh, O line's terrible. It's not yeah, gonna matter. Their their O line is bad. They do not. They cannot pick up a blitz. I mean, they they pass off their guy, their initial guy, and then it's just free from there, pretty much. Uh, I think we might get Cole Pepper because I know Devita went out of the game. I mean, I don't know. I just this is a game that we gotta win. Hopefully, we can get a tight end back because we played last weekend. We had top two tight ends contact tracing out of the game. I know we're not getting one of them back. I think we might get the starter back, and that'll let, let us run some more personnel with tight ends that we can really kind of blanket ourselves with a little bit more protection and run the ball. And we we like that that package, so we got to get one of those back. Um, Jordan Mason, I don't think he'll be back, but I I mean I really don't think we that's that big of a factor. Our running back room should be fine. Really, just gotta. Stop less than two turnovers. I mean, I think we can win this game with a negative two turnover margin just because Syracuse is kind of that bad. Their offense a lot. Their defense isn't terrible. Uh, we got to get some more uh, production from the receivers, and that, that really comes from Jeff. I mean, he missed a lot of going through progressions this past week. The pocket wasn't as clean. They didn't give up a whole lot of sacks, but that he definitely didn't have a lot – of time to sit back there and go through his progressions like he did against Florida State. He was he was scrambling a lot, and he needs to learn how to not take those big hits because he got lit up a couple of times this past weekend. I don't know if y'all saw that. So, yeah. Like I said, got to keep the turnovers down. I think we should be able to win by two scores. Uh, I think this is – I have this one on our schedule as a must win, really. If you look at our schedule, there's not a whole lot of other games that are a, a, a should win, must win kind of deal. And Syracuse is one of those. So, I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yep, Vince, what you got? Jermaine Burton, I didn't bring him up, but apparently he's about to be that guy on the other side of Pickens on the field. Um, That'll be exciting to watch. Uh, They're saying that he looks a lot like Pickens when Pickens came in last year. But we'll see, you know. Pickens is bigger, though, right? Yeah. Pickens Pickens, Pickens is bigger. But, they're different. They're different style receivers, but I think what he's saying, saying is, yeah, they're they saying, both got hands. They're, they're saying Jermaine can jump hands. too. They're they're saying that man can jump. Yeah, like, I'm telling, I've, higher I, than you think. During the recruiting process, they were comparing. It's gonna help all those bad throws from Dewan. <laughs> I mean, you're not gonna go see him a little bit. You're not gonna see Dewan throw the ball 30 times a game, but no, that's not Georgia anyway. No, especially no. Not. But see, I wanted. I I was interested. I'm interested to see. Todd Munkin and see what he does. I really hope he utilizes Cook this year because he's probably the most underutilized player, I would say, in all of college football right now, uh, the past two years at least. I mean, he's only had like – Look at how he used Kareem Hunt. Yeah. That's what I said last week. I said, I mean – I said, are they going to use him like Kareem Hunt? I mean, that was in the Browns' offense literally. So, yeah. He's kind of tall, isn't he? Isn't he he like six foot, six one? Um, I think it's five eleven, six foot. Thought he was right okay. under six foot. But... Yeah, I think I think okay. it's five eleven. But then again, <laughs> you never know, and because they always like to yeah 
but I'm taller. They round up. Yeah, they round exactly. up. Five eleven means five nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, Trey McKinney, uh, the grad transfer from FSU, uh, they're saying unlikely to uh, play right now because he had a um, a slight tear in his meniscus and he got cleaned Oof. up like three weeks ago, I think, and he's still not full speed. So I think that's going to be a game time decision. I really want to see yeah. Bell out there and bully people around, but that's a unit, they, dude. They were saying, yeah, they were saying that he hasn't gotten quite a grasp on the playbook because the tight end, you got to know, you got to know everything. Who's this, Darnell? You got to know blocking schemes, you got to know routes, you got to get, you got to know everything. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to pick up. Excited to see if he can see playing time uh, Saturday too. If McKitty McKitty doesn't play at all, I think you also got to. I mean, just wait and see because Saturday morning they're going to get their results back and have who they officially start. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how – apparently that's how it's going for us. Saturday morning, Collins gives each respective coordinator their guys that they got and who they don't at like nine in the morning. So, and that's kind of rolling with the punches right there. You got a plan. We, we Apparently, there's a, we had a plan different than what we put out there because as of 9 a.m., we lost four defensive linemen and – so it would be interesting to see y'all – I mean, y'all have much more depth than we do, obviously, and I think that would be interesting to see y'all lose a couple guys and then throw, you know, their backup back out there and the production doesn't drop off any. That would be pretty cool to see some young guys out there getting yeah. – Coming out in the red pants, baby. Look at another, another good point. 1980. Another 1980. good point. 1980. 1980. They got the Herschels on, Felipe so, Franks, Sam Pittman. I like the I like the idea, I like what y'all got going, but it, baby, no, <laughs> woo, chow, get out of the way. That's, That's a freight train coming. Yeah. I have a feeling that that Georgia might not score a lot of points, but they're gonna beat them up. I mean, it's you know Georgia with that defense about to be physical, so yeah. expect Arkansas to uh to be hurting. They're gonna be black and blue all Sunday in the ice bath. Done. Yeah, it won't be pretty. One uh, one of the reporters actually said that he's been covering the team for 12 years and he says this might be one of the best defenses on, yeah on paper on it's going to be it's yeah, going to be nice they, they he's covered so <clears throat> yeah hopefully they they live up to what they did last year <clears throat> minus the lsu game you know but then again that was hope we see you on december it's joe burrow what can you say it's joe yeah. burrow yeah i'm looking if, if we don't see each other in december sam i'm looking forward to next year that one sounds like a familiar good. phrase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get on get on all of that, uh, we're going to move into our first question, which is, are Miami or Texas back? Um, Sam, you can, you can pick it up from here. Okay. Um, I'm going to bail on my own question and say neither. So, okay, got to think about this. <laughs> Miami, the U, Texas – that's two of your biggest brands in all of college football. Oh, and for no, the past no. decade, for the last decade, done absolutely nothing, completely dormant. For I mean, it's it's not for lack of resources. It's not for not being able to recruit. So we always wonder, like, dude, what what happened to Texas? Because when I and we all think about Texas, dude, that's Vince Young. That's like them just bodying people. I, I Back think before Oklahoma was that team. Yeah, I think for me personally, <clears throat> Texas is the more perplexing one. Cause you got to look at that and go, why? Miami, I can understand terrible leadership. I think terrible decisions yeah. they made. 
uh, in the administration and coaches and all that, I think, you know, they've had the athletes. But Texas, you just – you really got to ask what, like how? Went, what went wrong. Well, that yeah. and they say they're – they produce, you know, better high school athletes than any other state. And yet your main – I saw a thing – yeah, Isn't I saw a thing that came out and said uh, Georgia was the gave if you're a high school football player in the state of Georgia, your odds are like one in seventy two thousand to make it to the pros, and that's the those are the best odds out of any state out there, which makes sense. I mean, it's a place like Texas; it's like one out of hundred something thousand because there's there's a, a lot of people, a lot of people. Yeah. But I mean, your your odds in the state of Georgia are apparently pretty good. So that's also interesting to see. Is that I mean maybe. With that shift, maybe Texas, you know, hasn't relied on recruiting nationally as much as just in-state like they always have, kind of, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing with them in Miami, though, is that they're both in good recruiting grounds. Like, you can't say, oh, Miami, South Dade. Yeah. The beat, but down there at the tip of Florida, there's some dudes. Oh, Same yeah. with Texas. There's oh, yeah. there's people everywhere. We got dudes from but Miami. I think, <laughs> yeah, but I think the, the craziest thing is that I feel like Texas is probably set up to win past this year, but De'Aaron King coming from Houston, I think we all know like he's an he's an athlete, he's a playmaker. But I think for me the biggest thing was seeing like is he a passer? Like can he actually play quarterback with Rush coming at him? Like what is he going to do? Not that the ACC is a gauntlet, but against better competition than he saw week to week at Houston. And I was super super impressed with him against Louisville. That's not a world beater defense. But that's – I mean, he, he shredded them. Yeah. Whatever he needed to do, he, he was doing it. So, I mean, it's kind of like Derek King has impressed me. And, plus, you got to look on their defense. Jalen Phillips, Quincy Roche on the defensive line. Roche uh, is got an some in, They've got some dudes in the back end that are experienced. A couple of linebackers that have been there for a while. Uh, veterans. I mean, like, they – Miami has a – that's a sneaky good team, to be honest with you, because their defense is athletic and they're missing Greg Rousseau. What was that 15 and a half sacks as a freshman? Dude's yeah. an absolute monster and opted out. So they've got some dudes over there. A lot of them are transfers. So I mean, going forward, I, I don't have a ton of faith in Manny Diaz, but Miami's Miami's kind of a that's a team that's growing on me for sure. Um, I, I, so I, I, I think Texas has a chance to be back relevant like nationally um, before Miami does. But like I said, I like Miami. I think. I think as long as Manny Diaz doesn't screw it up, they'll have a pretty good year. I just don't – I I agree with you on that. I can't trust him, though. But that just, last part is what like, keeps me back from saying, yeah, they could potentially be back to where they were, you know, early 2000s or whatever it was. I just don't see that from Manny. I don't know. He got National no. Coach of the Week. But I was very adamant last week about I'm not bought into Louisville yet. That defense was in – shambles when not good yeah when Petrino left that program I mean he left it in awful shape Satterfield's a good coach just not quite bought into him yet and I think De'Aaron King was good enough to to amplify that that you know there Louisville's probably a pretty decent team but De'Aaron King's an athlete and he he played well the other night so I personally I think they should be back within two years but once you get this one week or one year rental of King where do they go at quarterback? Work. Where do you exactly. go at quarterback? I mean, are you yeah. gonna go? Are you gonna go take another transfer quarterback, or are you gonna recruit at a, at a a high school quarterback and bring him in and develop him? They haven't done that. So, I mean, since I can't remember the guy's name, 
but under Mark Rick was the last quarterback that I, they he was. I think it was was it Kaya? I mean, Malik Rozier was terrible. Yeah, Brad yeah, Kaya. No. Brad Kaya was pretty good. That was Kaya before was pretty good. Rick, though. Okay, so but that, <clears throat> that was and, what Charlie Strong was. Charlie Strong in Miami? No, uh, not Charlie Strong. Um, this Taggart? No, not Taggart. Uh, Randy was, Shannon. Yeah. So, like, since him, they haven't really had a quarterback. I mean, um, what's his name from last year was. He was supposed to be a pretty good high school quarterback, and he got down to Miami, and he never produced anything. Yeah, Jared Jared Williams, Jaron Williams. No, not Jaron Williams, the guy that he played against Nicosi? us. Nicosi? Yeah, Nicosi Perry, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's just like why – for me, it's like they have all these athletes, but I just can't put – you know, It's like FSU, they just – the leadership's bad. Yeah, yeah. I think FSU fell into that that problem too. Like Miami has has had that problem for a while, and then FSU just fell right into that same problem. I mean, there's athletes all over Florida, and they get them. But if you don't have a guy running the program the right way, and you know, co- having if you a can't good develop coach, your players, dude. Yeah. It's, so it doesn't I, I matter think, how good they are in high school. I, I think Miami will be a good team this year, but after the one year rental quarterback, I, you got to go somewhere. So yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of my thinking on it. Um, Miami is probably going to be pretty good this year, but going, you know, going further, I don't think they're going to be back. I, I, guess, I agree. I guess with we Sam. can bring up uh, Tate Martell. We forgot about Tate. Oh yeah, we forgot. He's the he's the dream next year. He's the hope. He's the national title guy. Yeah, he just he's, he's, he's just sitting out this year, so he can you know go ahead and lock me in. Uh, Tate Martell Heisman. Old Tathan. 2021-2022 season. Go ahead and lock me in. Uh, you never hear Tate Martell ever again. Yeah, I'll That's, I'll yeah. take I'll take that uh, for five hundred. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think Texas has potential. I mean, they they usually recruit pretty well, so it's just putting all the pieces together. I think for them, and I mean, to be back, they would kind of have to overcome Oklahoma, which I don't know if I see that happening in the in the near future. No, not the way they're going. Yeah. See, I made the prediction last week that I think Texas might get Oklahoma in a game this year, but I just, I don't know. I guess it really depends on El- they, how, how Ellinger keeps progressing, I guess. They really, but. play them good, though. I mean, Oklahoma yeah, they, I mean, by, what, a touchdown with Kyler Murray. So, yeah. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Um, no, yeah, I so I don't know. All right, well, with that, we'll uh... – Side note, though, real quick question. I saw it on Instagram that kind of relates to that. Would you rather have Tate Martell, quarterback for your program, or Malik Henry from Florida State that went to Indy for, on Last Chance U? I'd probably rather have Malik Henry because he's I'm... played, like, real football in the past two years. <laughs> I'm going I'm Malik gonna... Henry, too. Yeah, Even though, go... like, you could probably only keep a, his head straight for three games out of the year. Those three games, I think you, you could compete. But with Tathan, you don't know anything I mean, about him. Tate's been yeah, everywhere. That's true. That's true. He, can't, he can't play. I mean, yeah. he's tried, he's tried to work his way up. good. He, he goes to a team thinking he's going to start, and he ends up transferring because he has no chance. Yeah, sorry to don't digress. Don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. Saw that on Instagram. Had to get y'all's yeah. opinion on that one. Yeah, well, that's a good question, though. So unanimous, Malik Henry, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, never thought so. we'd say that. Yeah, so. when's the last time you thought you were thinking, man, I want that guy to go over over the other guy? Yeah, I'll take Malik Henry. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound right. Mm-mm. 
with that, we'll uh, we'll go into a little bit about the Big Ten. So they're back as well. Um, a little eight game or eight week. Is it eight game or eight weeks? It's both. A eight, it's a, it's both. Yeah, eight games. Oh, they have no bye week or anything. Yeah, they, have no, they have no bye. No, they're yeah. okay. They they have two She's months not of a bye. Yeah, exactly. And then it says they have twenty one day tracing protocols. They won't finish. Yep. You won't. You you'll yeah. have entire. Think groups. about think about like Notre Dame today. They had what? They had four guys that were positive. They had like eleven or twelve that they were they were tracing, and they were. It's just yeah. going to keep going out and out. Like if if I mean you got to think about it, dude. If all of your receivers test positive, even if they're asymptomatic, that means everybody they've been around for the past three days is gone for three weeks. You'll see entire position groups just out. Offensive line. Think, and about, think how, about how – and Notre Dame, look at how quick they were. Those results were this morning. Oh, yeah, it came out of nowhere. Just Yeah, damn. look how quick they were to, to cancel it. Yeah. The Big Ten, if they're going to stick to their guns about all the medical protocols and uh, all the testing and, and all the heart monitoring and stuff that they're doing, if they're going to stick to that, like there's – there's no loopholes to this. It doesn't – if Justin Fields gets it, he's three weeks. That's that's it. Done. Yeah. Season like, and, and, and those games are going to get canceled. Like, yeah. if you got a couple guys on the, on a team that have COVID, there's no way that their medical protocols are going to let them play a game. No shot. Yeah. And I, I so, feel like if, if Ohio State is a team that can easily run the table, I think, um, if they get all eight games in, Ohio State's a lock. At an undefeated conference champion, nine games, they're in. Well, I don't but know if you're talking about they're the... playing. They're playing six or seven games. It's like I don't. Yeah. I don't know how much, you know, backing that would get, but we'll see. Yeah, the topic of the whole Big Twelve thing to me is interesting because I don't know if y'all saw all the big, the, all the stuff about the way they did the schedule for this eight weeks thing. Like a team like Ohio State on their schedule has two uh, AP top twenty-five teams. And then Nebraska, I think there's a five or six. Whoever's in the conference that's ranked, that's who they have on their schedule. And then <laughs> Michigan was very like, – I think they had players tweeting about, like, they gave them a soft schedule and all kind of stuff. So, I mean, so is the, did the Big 12 come out here and say, okay, we're going to try to get Ohio State these eight games, get them in, and we're going to get them in the playoff? Or I think that's or just that all conferences do. I mean, you look at how the SEC schedule fell. I mean, the weaker teams got impossible schedules. Yeah, but it is funny that Nebraska was very vocal. Oh, we'll leave. We'll play whatever schedule it is, you know. Screw they might the really big, leave now. Screw, yeah, the big, yeah. screw the Big Ten, and the Big Ten came and said, all right, y'all have fun this year. <laughs> <laughs> y'all wanted to play so bad. Well, y'all going to get yeah. to play now. Hey, Scott, you ready for this? Scott ain't ready. No one's ready. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, with that, we can move into – I guess the week four picks. Um, the first game we have is number five Florida at Ole Miss. The spread is Florida fourteen and a half, and I mean, yeah, I, Ole Miss has a new has a new uh, coach and Lane Kiffin that they got to break in. I don't see them being very very good this year, at least. And Florida is going to be a really good team, um, so I got Florida thirty eight fourteen in this one. Yeah, I'm going to jump on this one. Honestly, um, John Reese Plumley, quarterback for Ole Miss, this, that dude can roll. He's athletic. They got Jerry on either. They got a couple like good running too. backs. I, like I mean, too. this is a team that hung 37, I think, on LSU late in the season last year when their defense started to play really well. Ole Miss 
Ole Miss gave them about as much as they wanted. First game of the season, we'll see. I like Kyle Trask. I'm, I'm going to take Florida. Um, I mean, I'm thinking like 31-24, something around that. I'm taking Florida, but I think Ole Miss is going to keep this in closer than we think. Yeah, see, the thing is they haven't even announced that that Plumlee's the starting quarterback. He's been battling with Matt Corral. And um, there again, Matt Corral's a better passer, so we saw him a lot last year. I have a lot of confidence in both of them. Like I said, they got a couple of good running backs. Um, wide receiver, they they lost a couple of guys. I'm trying to think who, who the one guy. Um, never mind. I digress. Anyway, they're losing a good bit on offense, but I think I think they'll be they'll hang in closer with Florida than we might think. Okay, Sid, what you? Yeah, think? I'm. Uh, I'm also taking Florida. I think. I think trash is trash. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think Trask is one of the better quarterbacks in in the SEC. Maybe right now, college football, if you think about it, might not be top, but I mean, he's he's a pretty solid quarterback, and I think I think Dan's in a position where they got to get things rolling because that it's been too long since we've seen a really pretty solid Florida team. So I'm taking I'm taking Florida. All right, Devinny, what you got? Bringing up uh, the QB battle, Ole Miss, Corral and Plumley. I actually didn't realize until I was just looking at it that. Um, Corral actually started uh, more games last year than Plumlee did. Yeah, they played both of them a lot. Yeah, they they didn't really know who their quarterback was last year. And I think from what Jacob says, it sounds like that's what it's going to be like in this game. So, you know, I don't feel like they're going to come out hot on offense. They don't really know who their guy is yet. Um, and they went 4-8 and eight last year. Um going four and eight, losing some guys and coming in with a new head coach. I just I don't see it go well uh for Ole Miss at all. I'm gonna take Florida big on this. Uh 38-17. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be good for Ole Miss. Florida's gonna stop them. Fair enough. Well, yep. And with that we'll move into the next game. Another SEC matchup. Twenty three number twenty three Kentucky at number eight Auburn. The spread is Auburn ten and a half. With this one, uh, Auburn lost. I feel like they lost a lot in the trenches, definitely on the defensive line. Their offense is going to be good. I mean, they have Bo Nix coming back. He was inconsistent, but, I mean, he played He played solid at times. They've got good receivers. Their running backs are fine. But I think I think it's going to be a closer game than, than, than the 10.5 spread suggests. I think Kentucky has a really good defense. And with Terry Wilson, their veteran quarterback, coming back, I think I think they could keep it a game. But I saw winning twenty eight twenty four. Yeah, I kind of my next. I, I kind of feel the same way about that. Um, I think uh, we might see a decent step up in Bo Nix's game. Hope so. Um, I'm pretty sure they got a little gentleman's agreement. No Joey Gatewood, right? If he's yeah. deemed eligible, which is I thought that was a little strange, but. Yeah, I mean, I I do think Auburn's lost a decent amount, especially in the trenches, like you said, Jacob. But uh, I'm still taking Auburn, and I think it'll be close early. I think it'll get away from them at the end. Yeah, I'm about on the same page. I think well, Auburn, I mean, really on offense, they're bringing back a lot. They lost some offensive linemen, but Seth Williams outside, Anthony Schwartz, Sean Shivers, Bo Nix is back. I mean, this is a team that, you know, I think they'll be better than what they were a year ago offensively. Hopefully, um, they'll be a little bit better. Um, I like Bo Nix. Still, jury's still out on that one a little bit. But 
I think with Terry Bowden or Terry Bowden, uh, Terry Wilson coming back, it's kind of like Bobby. You know, you haven't. Yeah, you have Bobby. Um, he hadn't played football in a long time, so it's kind of you know, how does he settle back into the game? Is Kentucky's defense is as good as SEC Network talks about? We'll see. I like Auburn. Close one though. All right, Devaney. Just picking up where you left off, I don't feel like, you know, I was actually shocked when I saw Kentucky was actually ranked this year. I don't know about y'all. Because the Big Ten got knocked out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I just I just feel like Auburn just has more depth than Kentucky does. And I feel like yeah. they're just overall more athletic, you know. I want to I say Kentucky's going to keep it close, but at the same time, just Kentucky. You know better. <laughs> Yeah, Kentucky doesn't have a good history, um, you yeah. know, these past couple of years. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Auburn, absolutely, because they still got a, their offense is gonna be good. They got Booby Whitlow still. He transferred. Oh, he did transfer. Where'd he go? I don't know. I knew he was in the portal. I don't know where he went. Dang, I didn't know that. Um, we'll see where Jatarvis is at. Yeah. They still got um, the. They still got Sean Shivers who gave. Xavier McKinney had knock in that in that Iron Bowl game. That um, man runs hard. I'm excited to yeah. see uh, Tank Bigsby, who should have been at South Carolina, unfortunately. Whoa. We missed out on him. Y'all got a tank for that man, didn't y'all? Yeah. He's going to bring a, a real tank out and not get the man. <laughs> that, that's probably why he didn't go there. He's like, man, why y'all do this? Oh, dude, you give him a tank and let him drive that thing around campus. But, dog, you, well, you I play mean, football here, we don't care. Yeah, well, the word is he was silently he was a silent commit, um, and that picture of him on the tank was when he was he was filming his recruit or his commitment video to us, and then on that Memorial Day is when Marshawn Lloyd committed and off started looking around. Um, ended up. I mean, I think so. he'll be if if you can't you know account for that injury, but I think Marshawn Lloyd is the better take there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we all got Auburn in that one. Yeah, uh, update on Booby before we go. Okay. Um, Booby is now at Western Illinois. Western Illinois. Last year, uh, yeah, last year as a redshirt sophomore, ran for uh, 763 yards, 10 tutties. Western yeah. Illinois just got a dog. Yeah, so, why? why got why, Western I, Illinois. I might have to look into that because I had no idea that he left. No, I never really heard why. I guess I could see Northern Illinois, but Western Illinois, that one's uh, – Yeah, Western Illinois. FCS. Hmm. All righty. Okay. Moving on. Uh, next game, Louisville at Pitt. Um, I, I didn't love what I saw to Pitt against Syracuse. Certainly didn't love that, but I uh, I like Kenny Pickett. I like the defense. Paris Ford's a beast. Their other safeties are really good player, too. He flashed a couple times against Syracuse. They've got a pretty, pretty active front seven. Pitt defense looks pretty good. It's against Austin P and Syracuse, but we'll see. Um, I like Pitt. Probably, probably a pretty low-scoring game, but also Pitt playing Louisville's defense. They ought to, they ought to be able to score a little bit. Take Louisville, thirty-five, thirty-one, or Pitt, thirty-five, thirty-one. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, uh, like you said, Pitt's got a nice front seven. Like, like you said, they haven't played anybody this year, but they've, they've, you know, recently had a some depth there at the front seven, a pretty good front four at least. Um, Pickett's all right. I think Pickett's uh, Pickett's decent enough, and I'm I'm still not sold on Louisville yet. I mean, 
uh, Tutu Atwell and those guys. There's definitely some some good athletes, but I uh, it looked okay at times last week. Yeah, and uh, Cunningham and all that. So I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm just not sold on it yet. I think their defense is is in rough shape still. So that's why I'm I'm taking Pitt in this one. Yeah, I'm also taking Pitt. Yeah, again, Louisville's defense, they look pretty poor. Um, I don't think Pitt's offense is anything crazy, but I think because Louisville's defense is so poor, I think they're able to put up some points. Um, Louisville's offense didn't impress me like I thought it was going to last week. But, yeah. Not, not as got, explosive as last year. That's what I think I was looking for. Yeah, but, I, yeah, I've, I've got Pitt 35-28. I'm actually – I'm actually going against y'all on this game. Um, they did lose Miami. They gave up 47, but Miami's defense looked pretty good and better than I thought they how they were going to play. That's why I got Louisville on this one because, I mean, their offense – Pitt's defense looks good right now, but like Sam said, they played Austin P and Syracuse, and Syracuse offense isn't nothing special. And – also, Pitt only put up 21 against Syracuse. So, you know, I mean, you know, they can come out and dominate Louisville, but I, I don't know. I just feel like Louis, Louisville's offense is going to uh, outperform Pitt's um, offense. You know, I think Pitt's better on defense for sure, but I think I think Louisville's going to come out on top on this one. It's going to be a close game, but I think I think Louisville – Yeah, spread's only three. Spread's only yeah. three. Um, I don't know. I just like Louisville's offense. Um, they look, I watched a little bit of that game on Saturday, and it looked their offense looked pretty good. It looked better than the first game. So you know, I think it's gonna be close. I'll go. Uh, I'll go twenty-eight, twenty-five, Louisville. All right. Okay. okay. Um, so for the next one, we got we got Syracuse versus Georgia Tech. The spread is Tech by eight. Um, Sid, if you want to take this one away, shoot, I'm not. I'm not going for the spread there because I don't think we beat anybody by more than one score under Collins yet. Uh, I am taking Tech just because. I mean, Syracuse is pretty, uh, pretty bland on offense. They just don't have a lot going for them. Their defense is all right, so I think uh, we take care of the ball. We get a few things fixed here and there, and punch some more in the end zone and. I think we uh, we win it. I'm not going to say a super close one, but I, I wouldn't take us winning more than one score. I'd say at least maybe maybe no more than seven points. Yeah, I disagree. I, I, I think I think Tech's going to be able to score a lot of points because y'all can run the ball pretty well. I mean, offensive line isn't opening up huge holes, but Jeff Sims is quick enough to get out of the pocket when he's got to. Jameer Gibbs is like the truth. I mean, I think you can limit turnovers just by keeping the ball on the ground. Feed, feed Griffin, feed Gibbs, let Jeff get involved in the run game a little bit. Short, sweet passing game. I mean, I don't think you're going to have to do anything crazy. Tech by 14, 17. I think, I think Tech will win this pretty handily. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, Tech just needs to cut down on turnovers. Um, yeah. They got, they got bitten by the turnover bug, and that kind of that kind of really ruined their game last week. But I think if they get that – I think I agree with Sam. They'll probably take this one pretty pretty handily. I got some uh, like twenty four fourteen winning by around ten or so. Yeah, I'm with I'm with y'all. 
I think Tech's going to come out strong this game. Um, offense in the first half looked really good against UCF. Okay, y'all came out harder than I thought, and I I didn't even know who Gibbs was until that game. But yeah, he's a beast, man. Uh, you know, Sims is looking better. There were turnovers, like Jacob said, um, but they're young, so they'll get better at that. Um, it's just it's yeah. just it's just poor mistakes, and you expect that from young guys, you know, taking charge of an entire offense like that. So, um, and Syracuse. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's hard to it's hard to it's hard to they they look good on defense in the first half against North Carolina. They look good against Pitt. They only lost by eleven, you know, but now if DeVito doesn't play, their offensive line is already sketch. And especially if DeVito doesn't come out, they're starting quarterback and they have to go to their second guy. Um I don't think it's gonna be pretty I think y'all are about to run it up on Syracuse, honestly. I think y'all are gonna. I think y'all are gonna beat about two scores. Um, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I hope so. so. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. I think it's. It's gonna be a good game. Um, y'all are gonna put it on them. I'm excited. I'm excited for that young, that young offense y'all got going, man. I want. I want y'all to get back to where y'all were back in '09. And in ten, yeah, that was. Yeah, let's get good again. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for that too. Y'all already know that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next next game, Jacob. This one's this one's for you. <laughs> we got we got Iowa State going to TCU. Iowa State coming off a loss to Louisiana. They got whooped. Booty. Yeah, um, and they and were ranked 18th before that game. So let's just let's see what you got. Yeah, that's kind of. I mean, that's that's my first point. Is they. They kind of got beat down by uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Um, Great TCU, team, though. Great team. TCU hasn't played yet, um, but from last year, I like their young quarterback Max Duggan. Um, I think he can throw. Yeah. I think I think he can. He's got the athleticism to stretch plays out with his legs. I'm interested to see if Zach Pitt or if uh, Zach Evans plays. Me too. Um, yeah. True. That's definitely big, a storyline, though, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I have no idea what's going on with him, but yeah, I think I think TCU gets the win by uh, by the score of twenty eight twenty one. Yeah, I'll piggyback off that. Talking about Max Dugan, um, so twenty nineteen, fifty three point four percent, not quite twenty one hundred yards, ten touchdowns or fifteen touchdowns, ten picks, and then. You got Brock Purdy for Iowa State, 65, 65% completion, like 20 yards shy of 4,000, 27 TDs, nine picks. Obviously, Iowa State, not not the way you want to open the season, clearly. Got to be pretty bad. Offense looked bad. Um, but Iowa State's got some got some players tied in. I think his name's Kolar. He's a pretty good player. So, I have a feeling Iowa State's going to have a – have a little chip on their shoulder. They're probably going to be good pissed off. Um, TCU not having played. Um, obviously, Dugan, the stats don't sound, you know, overwhelming. He looks pretty good on tape. He's athletic, throw and run. You know, typical Big 12 quarterback like you'd expect. So, I think I think it'll be a good game. But, like I said, Iowa State pissed off. I'll take that with Matt Campbell. Yeah, I think Iowa State's looking for a big rebound here. Like Jacob said, TCU not playing yet. 
think that factors in a little bit. I am excited to watch Zach Evans. I hope we see him. Uh, hope we I think, see him. I think if, if Zach you Evans pay, plays, I might change my pick. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think if if you paid attention to that whole Zach Evans situation at all last year, you're interested to see what he's got out there because yep. see if yep. that he whole saga was yeah. See if that was worth it. So I'm still taking uh, Iowa State regardless. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Ohio State too. Um, not Ohio State, Iowa State. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, I also I read about uh, Matt, their quarterback, that he had a heart condition and he just got cleared to play um, mm-hmm. this week. And I don't know if he was practicing the whole time or if he was sitting out because of COVID and his heart condition. But I just, especially, you know, Sam just listed the stats off last year. And they lost their, their top receiver, Jalen. Um, I can still never say his last name right. <laughs> it's like Rieger or yeah, Rieger. Rieger. Yeah, Rieger. Yeah, and like First y'all said, to the Eagles. Yeah, like I said earlier, uh, Iowa State's gonna they got a Bears. I mean, losing to a yeah. Sun Belt team. Um, yeah. That shouldn't that should be a. a just a given game for them. I mean, not totally given, but you should go into that game expecting to win. And they didn't just barely lose. You know, they got whipped. So I think they're going to come out pretty pretty mad with that on their shoulder. And they got they got stuff to look at now. You know, this this whole week they've had stuff to get better at and look at what they did wrong on and all their mistakes and you know, really work on that stuff um, from the film in that game. So, I got I got Iowa State in this one for sure. Yeah, actually, um, I guess before we move on, I just saw that uh, the retro sophomore transfer from Georgia, Matthew Downing, has actually been named their starting quarterback for this for this first week. So, from TCU? Yeah. So, I, want, I still want to stay with TCU because, you know, I guess it's kind of a biased pick, but – I think I think Iowa State might actually might actually take this one, um, but we'll see. We'll just go ahead and move on to the next game: Oklahoma State versus West Virginia. They got the line or the spread is uh, Oklahoma State by eight and a half. Yeah, Oklahoma State. I mean, they didn't have a great showing last week. Their offense didn't didn't really perform like I thought they were. And I don't really I don't know a whole lot about West Virginia to be honest. Uh, but I think Oklahoma State's offense plays a little bit better this week, and, and they get the win. Uh, I got them 38-28. Okay, a little more, little more Big 12 action. Uh, yeah, uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys almost – they almost did it last week. Um, so, obviously, you gotta, you got to look at the offensive line. Chuba carried the ball like 25, 30 times. Uh, I don't know if he broke 100 yards. I don't think he did. He didn't. 95, um, I think. Yeah, so, I mean – Offense is pretty limited. Spencer Sanders, our starting quarterback for Oklahoma State, hurt early second quarter, out for the rest of the game. Uh, Gundy said he was going to get out of the boot today. Said it doesn't have, like, super visible swelling or anything of the ankle. So, they're thinking that he's probably going to be back. Their second and third string quarterback came in the game against Tulsa. They were pretty efficient, obviously not attacking downfield. They got Tylen Wallace, who I like. But West Virginia is one of the better defenses in the Big 12. So I think if Spencer Sanders is 80%, you know, that affects the passing game. He's also pretty athletic. That's a lot of what they do. It's how they open up holes for Chuba as they let the quarterback run it a little bit. So 
if if, if Sanders is out, I, I like West Virginia. I like their defense. I like that Dana Holgerson's not there. So I got I got West Virginia. It'll be a close one. Yeah, I got I got uh I actually have Oklahoma State in this one. I don't know why. I just I, I feel like Oklahoma State they they will what was it seven to three at halftime or against Tulsa or it wasn't pretty early. I know they had their quarterback went out mm-hmm. early. I feel like they got they got to make a statement against a pretty good West Virginia team. So I, I'm I'm actually taking Oklahoma State in this one. I like uh, I like West Virginia in this one. Uh, basically, just picking piggybacking off what Sam said, not having um, their starter most of that game, and I didn't even know he was in a boot. You know, I, I thought he was actually going to be out this week. Yeah, I said it was precautionary. Gundy said he was supposed to get out of the boot today, I believe. Um, yeah, but even even without you know your starter, you're playing Tulsa. You have one of the best running backs in the league. He, you should be able to do some damage on offense. Um, yeah, got a question the blocking. Yeah, especially with Wallace, you know, out wide. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be a top three round draft pick next year. For sure. He's a beast. But yeah, I just I I, I watched a little bit of highlights of the West Virginia game, and that offense looks good. And I think you know, I don't know about their defense too much, but. Um, just watching Oklahoma State play last weekend, it just don't give me the warm and fuzzies. Yeah, and you know, you never know about college football, though, man. I mean, That's Oklahoma true. State can come out and put up forty against West. Yeah, if they get if they get Chuba going, they can oh, yeah. they could blow out West. It'll be, yeah, it'll be it'll be game over if Chuba gets over a hundred and thirty yards or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think West Virginia is gonna gonna take this one. All right, so pretty. Sp- decision on that one um for the next game we have cincinnati versus army um sam if you want to take that one away i mean i really like cincinnati obviously hadn't really played anybody yet who they have last week austin p they murdered him ritter their quarterback i really really like him obviously i think luke fickle's a pretty good coach i don't know what kind of depth they have obviously playing playing the triple option is a great equalizer and Army, let me let me see what this kid's name is. Army has a dude. He's number twenty-one. I think he might be a freshman. And he, I think they played what they played two games. Army has uh, their yeah. game against BYU got canceled. Okay, so they they played week one. And I can't remember who they played, but they beat them pretty bad. So I think I think Army has some some better players than we think. Um, but I got I got Cincinnati probably. Probably by a couple scores. Hopefully, we can figure out the option. Army played UL Monroe first week and beat him by thirty. By the way, yeah. yeah I mean, I'll just piggyback right off that. I just, I, I think Cincinnati's pretty good. I really haven't, haven't uh, watched that much of Army. But yeah, I got, I've got Cincinnati by a pretty well. Yeah, uh, for Army number twenty-one, Tyrell Robinson, freshman running back out of Dallas, Georgia, East Baldwin County High School. He's been going off. So, if you tune into that one, take a look at Tyrell. Oh, good to know. Sid, what you got? Uh, I mean, this one was tough for me. It should I feel like it should have been easy. I feel like, you know, Cincinnati's got a good squad. If you look at their, their offensive linemen, every guy's over 300 pounds. They're, they just got an enormous offensive line. Um, it's a good team. 
Yeah, they're just a solid team. I feel like, you know, they're on the same kind of level as, you know, UCF. You know, they just got the certain characteristics about them that make them a good ball, ball team. But I'm a big Jeff Monken fan, and I, I, they had a week. You know, they've had two weeks to prepare for Cincinnati now with the game getting postponed or canceled against BYU. Their quarterback got a little hurt, uh, Anderson and uh, Christian Anderson. And so he has had two weeks to fully heal up, get healthy. I like Army in this one. I feel like they might be able to um, control some possessions with their offense. The option, maybe. Yeah, and and Jeff's a really solid X and O's uh, guy coaching-wise. And he he knows that offense. He's kind of modernized it away from after he left Tech. You know, he started running his own thing. He really kind of modernized it, and they, they do things really different. They, they challenge a lot of teams. So, I'm going to take Army in this one in the close one. Yeah, I'm with you on the, uh, on the close uh, pick right here. I couldn't make up my mind either, mainly because I saw that uh, Cincinnati's uh, leading receiver last year, um, Alec Pierce, I think is his name, is out uh, several weeks with a knee injury. And – Army's defense is man. I mean, they're they breed they breed some some defensive guys over there. Um, it's a different that, animal. That Army's strong, baby. Um, initially, I was going Cincinnati, but I just I don't know, man. Army's looking good. They play two games. They've only they're averaging 190 yards yards allowed on. Their defense, good. but I mean they played Austin Peace in one of those games, so you know it's it's hard it's hard to say. Um, what's the spread on this actually? Well, so Cincinnati, by Cincinnati 14. fourteen, yeah, fourteen. See, that's a I feel like the spread should be less than that. And the only reason yeah. I'm I might stay with Cincinnati is just because you know they you got have to make homes. a pick. You have to give us a clear pick. You yeah. lock in your pick tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cincinnati still. This, their offense is just – I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball that much, but they can throw. They've always been known. Yeah, Ritter's uh, a good quarterback. Yeah, I just – it's hard. I mean, I want to pick Army because they do have a good defensive front, but I just think Cincinnati's just going to run by them. All right, All right. with that, we're going to move on to move on to the Miami versus Florida State game. So, Devaney, you can start this one off. You know, the reason why I, I wanted – I wanted to pick this game is because I I think it's going to be a lot closer than y'all think. Um, I hope so. I mean, I, I, I hope yeah, so. I mean, <laughs> I obviously want it to be close, but I think it's going to be a little closer. You know, I think FSU looked horrible. Atrocious against uh, Tech. Yeah, and now I add that without a coach. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. So I think they're going to, you know. At some point, they will come out embarrassed, you know, all pissed off. But then again, you got to face up against Miami, who just showed out this past Saturday. Um, their offense clicked. And I was going to go FSU initially. That's why I wanted to do this game. But now I think my, my heart is set on Miami. But... I just – I don't see any way Florida State gets this one done. I feel like they their coach is not coach Norville tested positive. They're already talking about him not coaching. So then you gotta think there's guys he's been around. So if if they got more guys testing positive that we don't know about, I mean they don't have a whole lot of contributing depth there. 
And then the quarterback, I think Blackman is as consistent as they come when it comes to showing you what he really is. And he has shown us that he's not going to get it done. I mean, so I just – I think they're in trouble. And I think Miami with offense that is, you know, rolling right now with King, I, I think they just roll up on FSU. I mean, it's it's yeah. always a close game typically, and that's a good rivalry. But I think Miami rolls in this one. Yeah, I agree. I'll keep it short and sweet. I mean, I think Miami and FSU – have similar rosters. If you look at FSU's roster on paper, like there's some dudes out there, but they are just not a good football team for whatever reason. Like I said, I think De'Aaron King's been impressive how he's thrown the football. He's got a good pocket presence to him. Um, he's athletic, but he's not one of those quarterbacks that at the first sign of pressure or when he doesn't know what he's looking at in the defense, he just takes off. He's a little smarter than that with the football. Uh, but I, I like De'Aaron King. Um, I, I like how athletic the defensive front for Miami is. I think I think Miami wins this handily. Spreads what eleven? I got Miami by ten. Yeah, I mean, just going going off of uh, everything that's been said. Off FSU's offense looked bad. They're also missing their head coach. Miami looked good on both sides of the ball. I got them winning pretty handily, thirty-eight twenty-one. The game of the um, night for Jacob. Here we go. Yeah, so the game of the week. Let's game of the week. Worth three points in the pick'em. South so, Carolina. Versus yep. Tennessee, the spread game at Tennessee. Is that matters. At, yeah, the spread is at Tennessee by three and a half. Um, Close one. I guess I could start this one off, but you know, just going off of everything that I said earlier, um, Tennessee lost some offensive production. Um, I I don't know how their depth is at at places like the wide receiver. But I know they're going to be able to run the ball with that. They've got two good running backs that are coming back off good years last year. Their offensive line just is huge, just full of five-star recruits. South Carolina's off, you know, who knows what we're going to we got a whole new playbook in, 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 in the system. Um, got a whole new quarterback, you know, all new running backs. The receiving core is, is – it's just unproven. So I think I think South Carolina is really going to have to run the ball. Really going to have to establish the run um, to be able to to be able to win this game. But I do have South Carolina winning in a 24-21 ball game. Yeah, I like Carolina. I, I think I think defensively you'll have a pretty good team. Um, I'm hopeful of it because I mean you look at the two deep, you feel pretty confident about all the starters. I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of question marks going in the offseason. So guys that played a lot, guys that were supposed to step up, like they're they're on the depth chart as they're supposed to be. So you feel good about the starters. You mix in some some guys like Zach Pickens and what's his name from this past class, um, Jordan Birch. You mix some guys like that in the two deep, and you're gonna have you're gonna have a pretty decent defense, defensive line especially, even without Kinlaw. So, um, but like you said, I think one of the strengths of Tennessee is gonna be their line. So that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting when I open up the game. Um, like you said in the beginning of this, I think. I think J.C. Horn and Mukamu are going to be able to lock down whoever they got outside. Um, so, if Tennessee can run the ball, get the offensive line going, we'll see. But I, I like Tennessee in a close one. I think the spread's about right. Yeah, this one was uh, – it was tough for me. I I don't, you know, really know a whole lot about Carolina yet. Nobody does when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. Like Jacobs pointed out, you know, the wide receiver room things like that, which I, I think they'll end up being in a better situation than, than people are thinking. But 
quarterback situation is a little different. I actually liked Helensky last year. I just think they're starting calling, you know, for the system. I think once Helensky gets in the system and gets rolling, I think they'll be a much better squad. That's why I'm taking the safe pick, in my opinion, as Tennessee just for this week because I like Helensky better. And I think it'll give us a little bit of time to see what that wide receiver room is like. So let more more knowns a little bit for Tennessee. That's why I'm taking them in this game and a really close one. I think this yeah. one's going to be come down to maybe a last possession type game. Yeah. To see the thing about the quarterback, uh, the whole the whole quarterback situation is, I think we definitely see Ryan Holinsky, if not in the first game. I mean, very soon. Because the thing is, Colin Hill has to one. He's got to be consistent. He's got to be able to lead lead the team consistently on drives, move the ball. Um, and he has to, to stay healthy. And those are two things that he really never did at Colorado State. So I think, I think the leads are short. And I think, I mean, we see Helensky pretty, pretty soon. Um, but back to Davini, what you got? Man, I didn't think I would ever pick Tennessee in a game. <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. The offense, y'all's offense, just everything you're saying is sketchy right now just coming from an outsider point of view. I know you read a lot more about it and stuff, but I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, I want y'all to win. I want, I want the Gamecocks to go out and, you know, put Tennessee six feet under because I hate Tennessee. They hurt everybody's players. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, I got to go with Tennessee in this one just, just for the sake of pick them, man. Uh, because I, their running game is going to be strong. You know, they did lose two top guys at wide receiver, but they got some they got some pretty decent guys coming back on defense. They looked strong in the second half of the year. I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go Tennessee. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a close, but just for sake of just for sake of picking the game, I gotta go Tennessee. I want I want South Carolina to win bad, but. Hey, yeah, I mean, all that all that makes sense. They're just – South Carolina has a bunch of question marks. I mean, you know, as as a homer, I just – I this is a big swing game for us, and and I think I just kind of have to pick pick us in, in hopes that we can pull it out. But that's – I mean, that's really going to take a lot of things falling into place properly, which, you know, it could happen. could be a really close game going USC's way, or it could – I mean, Tennessee could come out there and just stomp us. So um, I don't see that happening. I just – I don't see Tennessee going out there and stomping a whole yeah, lot of especially people. Especially since it's the first first game, you know. I don't yeah. think it's going to be a high-scoring game anyways. It's going to be – it's going to be very interesting. But, yeah, that's it for the pick for this week. Just for clarity reasons, the winner of last week, just for everybody out there listening, get with, they get their one minute the next week on picks. And Davini went, what, seven and two? Yeah. yeah we'll I won in the points. rundown. I won in points. Sam, Sam was Divini? seven and two as well. Divini was seven and two with eleven points. I was seven and two with ten points. Sid was, let's see, five and four. Sid? Five and four, seven points. Jacob, poo poo, my man, four and five, <laughs> it, four it, points. You got to turn around this week, dog. So you I'm looking. To. I'm looking a big week for Jacob. But, um, <laughs> and can you explain the points just so we we got it out there? Or it's based on the spread, like yeah, based the, on the spread. Um, so basically. Games that we pick within one possession, eight points or less. Um, they're worth two points. Game of the week, 
Um, game of the week last week was game day. Miami Louisville worth three points. This week, game of the week is not game day. It's Tennessee Carolina worth three points. Um, any game with a spread beyond one possession is a single point. So maximum total points available last week was 15, and Divinity won with 11. This week, same thing, 15 possible points. We got uh, nine total games. Half of them are within one possession. So good week of games. Yeah, you never know with these um, when you pick games. Some teams will come out of nowhere and win games that you weren't expecting at all. So, you know. Yeah. It feels good to be at the top. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Um, Before we do this, can I give out my zero of the week? Oh, bro, you got You can't forget zero of the week. Yeah, so before we go, zero of the week. There were a lot of zeros I saw on Saturday. A few of them flashed, had some good plays. But my zero of the week will be playing in Little Rock. Darnell, I'm, I'm excited to see Darnell. Like you said, he, he doesn't quite have yeah, the offense Washington. yet. But I have a feeling that Darnell is going to get in there because what is he? He's like six eight, six seven. He's a massive uh, human being. Yeah, he's, he's LeBron, LeBron James. James. He, yeah. he weighs. He weighs. If 20. he's if he's athletic in the passing game, we're going to see Darnell, and that's a unit wearing zero. Always got to cheer for the the big guys with a little number. So zero of the week, Darnell. No, no, I'm starting your minute, and you you can talk about whatever. You can throw a shout out. Anyone don't matter. Oh, I know. Come on, just go ahead and start. All right, All right. your minute is starts now. Like I said, short and sweet, man. You can't really go off much since South Carolina hasn't played. I can't really dog Jacob right now. Clemson, you know what? What do you expect? They play Academy of the Blind over here on on Bible Road in Macon, Georgia. Um, so you a know, good team. That's a good team. They Great won't program. play. They won't play anybody until they make it to the playoff again. If they don't make it to the playoff, then that will just be. Utter embarrassment, but whichever one is like it. Sid actually don't have anything bad to say about tech right now, man. Mm. Y'all are actually doing better than what everyone expected. They expect y'all to get blown out by FSU. Uh didn't happen. So we'll see. I can't it, I'm I'm expecting to win again. I'm I'm expecting to be on top all year, maybe. Um so when we play more games, um, you know, I'll be able to talk a little more. Um, about that, so you know, well, I, I wasn't really prepared. So you know, it's all good. But uh, seven and two is pretty nice. Yeah, seven and two does feel nice, Davini. All right, all right, all right. Well, with all that, again to the listeners, SEC ball is back this weekend. Um, enjoy Big watching. It just, yeah. it just means it just, more. It just means more. It just means more over means here more, in the SEC. Um, everybody enjoy enjoy watching the games, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Good dogs. Peace.